Disclaimer. No longer matters who's crazy and who's not. The world is on fire and no one is going to put it out for us. No matter your race, religion, or creed, we are all in this together. Questions and comments from anyone on any topic are welcome, so long as everyone is having fun. Life is short and nobody gets out alive, so be kind and let's have some fun. Welcome to Morning Coffee with Alliance Pride. Here's your host, Cassidy Lightwing. Okay, so it didn't automatically go to the outro, so that's not it. Hello, and welcome to Coffee Time with Alliance Pride with your host, Cassidy Lightwing, the lion. Roar? <laughs> Are you too confused? As confused. I'm so confused. Oh, I... I'm Kristen Harding, here to help. <laughs> welcome to our show. <laughs> I, I, yes. And you have the confusion. Did, what is the confusion about? Drax spelled the word that you said, and now I think Cthulhu's coming. No, it's Sesquipedalian, and Lion is on the end. That's a good point. Cthulhu mm-hmm. Lion, coming at you. Rawr. Ooh, scary. Yeah, but you know, the tentacles is actually just when he didn't shave. I am an HP Lovecraft fan. Uh, I am sort of. I I, it, I I don't understand like some of the biggest deals people make out of it. Like the original Call of Cthulhu. One of the mysteries of the book was whether or not Cthulhu was even real or whether or not the sea captain had lost his damn mind. But like the fandom yeah. took it differently, you know. So yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think people don't get what H.P. Lovecraft was trying to write. But on the other hand, Kaiju Cthulhu, I'm down. Let's do it. All right, so our first comments of the day are as Drac with Good Evening Internet. Yes, I got the joke. And then he switched to YouTube because YouTube is, <laughs> is better for some reason. I'm not it's doing better, that. stronger, faster, and you can see the comments. They have the technology. Uh, da, 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 and we have Katie. And we have Susie. And I think that's all. And then we have Robert changing his name to Dustin, but that was a reference to an earlier conversation, but I didn't want Robert to feel like I was ignoring him. Ha ha. So good morning, everybody, and welcome to another happy Wednesday. And I really mean that. It really is a happy Wednesday. I have got so much good news that I don't know which parts I'm allowed to say and which parts I'm not allowed to say. Say it all. I can't say it all, but okay. So. Hope Happens Toys, the division of Bleeding Violence Studios, is almost live. It should be live, like ready to premiere on Friday, depending on how today goes. We have to populate the list. We are very, very proud to announce that I, I have to get my visual reference up one second. Because I can't I have a hard time pronouncing the name. I am very proud to pronounce that Bleeding Violence Studios is now par- partnered with Pepsi-Kel's Miniatures. Whew. We are one of the few, now one of the few merchandise that are approved to basically sell his figures directly wholesale. So that's giving us a huge boost into the market and giving us time to do our own figures. I wish I could show you here the figure that I have so you can see the quality, but I don't know how to make this picture appear on here through StreamYard. If we were, on, if we were going through Zoom, I could do it. But you'll be able to see it in a few days when it's all on the Etsy shop. Hey, yes. 
Now, that's not one of Pap Kills, but that's a, that's a good example of, of our quality. That was a right. prototype. So This is a prototype, and it is flawless, as far yeah. as I can tell. I have looked over it so carefully. Nuns with guns. I love it. But yeah, so essentially we've got it. We've got the mixture of a good, high-quality strength resin. We've got the figures. Is another is another example from the Aliens series. So basically, we're in. Our foot's in the door. We, and so once our Etsy store is populated, Hope Happens Toys is live. <laughs> And just to remind everybody of the steps, phase one, get up some merchandise that we can get some quick capital up. Phase two is our our representations of Christ. Phase three is our own IPs. Now, for those of you who, are, who might be feeling left out, Interpretations of Gaia is the next spiritual line. And believe you me, Shannon's going to make sure I get it right. But the first interpretation is going to be Gaia from Werewolf the Apocalypse, because that's my favorite fiction. Well, I, I have to tell you, those um, alien, reptilian-looking things were so scary that the first time I saw it, I wanted to go like this. <laughs> well, if you've ever seen the movie, that won't help. <laughs> Drax says, oh, it's a sister, sister of battle from Warhammer 40K. Yes, it is. Uh, that's why we were saying last episode, we're... we're getting into figures we actually have figures ready for all of the armies in warhammer 40k and what we're going to be doing with those is make a line not yet that's a few steps later but we're going to be making a line called simple squads that we can sell for people to get into the game you know just little simple care you know they're good good quality solid figures great sculpts but it's not as but they're not like you can't pose them like you can pose the guys you get from games workshop you see what i mean so we're not mm -hmm. undercutting Games Workshop in any way, but we're actually promoting the game. That's what they like. See? So yes, we are doing Warhammer 40K, and we'll be running a game down at uh, the local GameStop, uh, Crit Castle, I believe that's what it's called. Jake knows that part. We already talked to the owner and got it all set up, but he knows that part. But we'll be broadcasting live from there, teaching people how to play the games. So... You know, it, Char, this is exactly what Char wanted, wanted, and I'm not going to say, like, she thought of the plan, but she liked the plan. You know, she always loved it when I was running games. So she said, don't ever stop. And so vivant. Now, on that note, in the meantime, I'm, I've been working with an artist, so we'll have our own lines of, of Sisters of Battle and Space Marines that are unique to Bleeding Violence Studios, like the official Bleeding Violence Studios head cannon. you know? In the meantime, what you can look forward to tomorrow is a special set, and it's going to—it's uh, in honor of Char. And I'm going to try to get through this without bawling. I've practiced it twice; both times I bawled like a little girl. <laughs> so the very first line, the one you guys are going to see tomorrow, is a special. Char would have loved it. Um, some of you might know the backstory. Char used to be terrified of xenomorphs, uh, like from aliens, like these guys. And so I got her playing a game one day with me. And she was just having so much fun shooting and shooting and shooting. And I said, hey, Shar, you know what? And she goes, what? And I says, those are xenomorphs. And then she looked real close and she was like, oh. And I said, they're not so scary now that you're shooting them, are they? She's like, no, they're not. 
like the dual music cued. It was like, bum, 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 bum. And it was awesome. So our very first line is an Aliens game-friendly version of the Lightwing family, complete with Char. Now for the game, the character Newt, if you guys know your games, this is for a war game called Aliens, Another Day in the Court. It's a Newt stand-in, but for our purposes, it's Char as a colonial marine. <clears throat> so there's representations of the whole family there versus a bunch of really scary Xenos. And so that'll be available as a pack or also as individual as individuals. Uh, I would also like to say we are also proud to also at the same time have partnered with Moonlight Miniatures. Uh, I want to say the they are very high quality, but she's just getting started. And we're just getting started. So we are her first merchant. We are now the first merchant. You can never take that away from us. We are the first merchant of Moonlight Miniatures. So this is us, you know, there was a little bit left over in the budget. So instead of buying some like other cool aliens figures, I said, you know what? Let's get her started too. I think Char would have liked that. So yeah, lots of good news. Uh, Drax says, Games Workshop figures aren't naturally posable. Really? Have they changed that much? I've been out of the game for a while. When I left, you when you bought a pack of Marines, they were individually posable. So you like you you, you had to glue them together, of course, but you could put them like that. You got arms and you got legs and you got heads. And you could put them together any way you wanted to. Drax finishes by saying it's just that the good builders know how to incorporate magnets to the build. So what are you saying? I'm not a good builder? <laughs> no, just giving you some food for thought, I think. Yeah, I know. I never got to try the magnet thing. That's a big. That's a big joke in, my, in our private gaming group. So, you know, Cassidy, pros use magnets. Shut up. <laughs> I'll get to magnets at some point, but for now, I prefer one good solid figure. <laughs> hello, Daniel. Hello, Sharon. Hello, Gary. Uh, hello, Facebook user. Hello, stranger. <laughs> I have a feeling we know you, Facebook user. Because I can feel the energy, but I don't know who you are yet. Great. It just comes up. Hello, yeah. stranger. XXX. Yeah, we can't see who you are. It's hidden. It is a mystery of life. And Christy, hello. It's good to see you here. Now, I had a bit of an issue. I thought some. I think somebody had hacked your account a few days ago. I asked them questions to make sure they were you, but they didn't answer. So that might have been you. Might not have been. Golly, I wish people would stop doing that because it's so hard. Oh, hi, Jane. The last, the last time um, I did the same thing, you know, you just start asking questions. And if they can't answer, then, uh, yeah, pretty much hacked. Yeah. Well, Roman, um, Ray says you aren't reading the comments on your profile on Facebook, Dad. I, I know. I'm reading them from. Um, Dreamyard. What she said. That one. Mm -hmm. So ascending link says hi. Drone Mormon says hello afternoon. Whoa, God, I clicked the wrong one. Every, but either way, hi Karma. See, on on the pro, on the on the produced version that's recording as we speak, you can see me clicking around trying to get the right comment. Uh, okay, so her other account was so that was a hack. Mm. See, I knew my sister wouldn't talk like that. That's like that. 
It was very, so it's very, very good to see you, Christy. Uh, Katie says, what do you think about someday making a Char figure? Well, Katie, it's funny you mentioned that because that's part of phase two. Phase or phase three. I got my phases are mixed around. Phase three <laughs> is turning our intellectual properties into into figures. And that things like this from the characters from the Scans of Fates books, I mentioned that before. But it's kind of a bit of a surprise. We're working on a uh, one of the things. Not going to ball. Not doing it. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> One of the things we're working on is a series of children's books starring Char. We have a Char figure planned. Um, I can't quite get through finish make, finishing making it without breaking down, so she's not done yet. But that's exactly on the way. And it'll be a series of, uh, of you know, like Char as Little Red Riding Hood, Char as the Little Mermaid, you know. And then we want to work that up to kind of like in the vein of Harry Potter where we introduce kids you know in the form of a in the form of a fantastic you know children's book to the world of light bending you know so that you know 11 year old Char will will find out that she's a star seed and then she'll find out these other kids and they'll get together and, and then there's the one character that I'm particularly I, you know, I'm particularly happy with is they'll find out that one their their bus driver is a Bigfoot when they can finally see him for reals he's like hanging out of the he's like all crammed into the thing like hi kids like you the know. little guy in Resident Alien? I deny this. <laughs> um, I'd like to answer Daniel's question. Please. Um, Char is... Uh, Char was Char's my youngest daughter. Char is Cassidy's youngest child who just went home not long ago on July 1st after fighting for her life for a very long time and to commemorate her and to keep her memory and her beautiful spirit alive that's what these books and these figures are for so i just wanted to let everybody know that's yeah. you know might be new that's who we're referencing Shar is real yeah and by going home we mean she passed away uh not yeah. like she went you know me and her mom are still together you know yeah but yeah um. Yeah. So anyway, um, David Wilkson's Dragon Avalon, Avalon King King Arthur. You got to check out our Skeins theory for that. Our Skeins books. Oh wow, that th that Char thing threw me off worse than I thought. It's okay. It's okay. This is part of the grieving process. Okay. It's just ironic that now I have to go through the same counseling I've been giving other people for years. Right. Anyway, so for the for the King Arthur's place and all this, check the Skeins of Fate books. Now, to give the new viewers a little bit of background, before the world started going berserk, I thought that all these visions were just because I'm such a fabulous artist. Oh, ooh, ah. So I wrote them all up into a fiction book. So if you would like to just imagine vampires and werewolves versus dragons and psychic aliens and demons and angels, that's about right. You know, so yeah. In a post-apocalyptic world. No, it's pre-apocalyptic. The apocalypse oh. happens during the series. Okay, that's right. Yeah. You're right. So, and Daniel R. Taylor says, bye, everyone. Okay. David Wilk says, she's here. No, I agreed. And Daniel says, we don't pass away. We move on to better things. Now, that's the spiritual side of things, and I do agree. But not everybody is 
uh, like agrees with that with that outlook on life. So we're just you know, translating. So yeah, we love you too, Karma. Thank you. And Candace, I'm trying to find your comment. So Candace, ah, there we go. Hi, Candace. And she says, sending healing to you and your family, Cassidy. I can feel your emotions. I love and light, Jane Jeffrey. Thank you, Jane. I miss you too. I actually remember. I don't remember all the names, but I'm getting better at it. So da, 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 David Wilk says, Adam Apollo has a something. I don't, I can't tell what it says. Academy for Jedi. Have you heard of Adam Apollo? And then trying to find your comment there. So no. I'm not seeing it. I thought it was a comment about a polyme at first. Different spelling. David Wilkes says it's all real. Yeah, no, no, I, I know that now, but I mean, at the time I didn't, you know, keep in mind, this was back during the phase where I was trying to put all of the, the light working and the magic I had decided no more. It's probably just crazy. I just need to be a dad now, you know? So, but that's also why, why I point out to people, no matter, don't, whatever I say, I'm not a prophet. All right. I was already wrong about being right. So bam, no profit. So beakity bam. Christy says, I'm still grieving, sis. That's why I haven't been on here. This was extremely hard for me. Although I'm okay with death, this one, just, I'm not over yet. Just I wanted understand. you to know, I love you for eternity. That's beautiful, Christy. Thank you. I love you too. Even though some of your beliefs seem crazy to me. Which is <laughs> partially a joke because my beliefs are crazy to everybody else. <laughs> right? Pot calling the kettle much? Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that Char insists is that we promise to keep going. You know, make toys, make children happy. You know, keep going, keep laughing, keep making people laugh. So we're not stopping. And for me, it's hell. <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of like you know those movies at the end of the movie where you find out that it's in loving memory to a fallen loved one and you're like oh and then you realize like that is beautiful it never occurred to me what kind of hell the creator was going through to make it you know yeah so but yeah so like i said she would have been happy the family versus the xenos Mwahaha. And just in case you guys are wondering, one of the characters in the family, if you're wondering who that one is, that's all of you. So I'll let you guys guess who's who in the lineup. But one of them represents all of you, you know, because she loved you guys very much. The fact that you took time out of your day to remember her just brightened her day every time. So thank you. She was the one that insisted we say, be safe out there. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's all the news about Hope Happens Toys. So, yeah. we're almost ready to start phase three. And uh, I think that's all I had to say, because I didn't prepare anything for this episode, because I was too busy getting the toys ready. Well, you're not um, dilly-dallying or lollygagging. Mm -mm. But I am goofing off. 
uh, Karma says, Cass, I didn't forget to send your lemonades. I, I, I had assumed that they got lost in the mail, like everything else. A lot has gone on, so I hope to send it out to you Friday or Saturday. That would be cool. And we're actually going to have a P.O. box by then, so don't worry about that. We're getting the P.O. box. We tried to get the P.O. box set up yesterday because you kind of have to have a P.O. box set up to get the store started. But we were so busy getting everything else done, we didn't make it to the post office in time. So that's today. But yeah, people keep breaking into the, uh, like, Kristen can tell you the, the mail at the last place was so unreliable. We couldn't, like, if you wanted to send something for Char, you had to send it to the hospital, you know? Yeah. I would literally get tracking on my stuff and it would say attempted to deliver, attempted to deliver, attempted to deliver, sent yeah. back. And it wasn't just fr frivolous stuff, like the important stuff, like some of my licensing got sent back. Our patents of nobility that prove that Char is Lady Char Lightwing uh, got sent back, you know. Um, yeah, so fuck it. I'm out. Post office box. You cannot run a business like this. No. Whoa, that camera's way up high. Oh, yes. Looking Glass Yellow Book Project Pegasus Andrew Mess Massager. Alfred Livermont Weber? Hmm? If your name is Andrew. What are you talking about here? If your name is Andrew, I'm not massaging you. Unless you pay me. <laughs> I have heard of the Looking Glass Project. I have heard yeah. of Project Paper uh, Paperclip. I have heard of uh, many of the different like blue book projects. Actually, thank you. That's a really project paperclip is a really good place to start. We mentioned it a few episodes ago. It might have been last episode. I keep forgetting. But that's actually a really good place to start for the new, basically the new season of the show. You know, let's start with something they can look up themselves and see, holy shit, this is real. It's scary how many projects there are out there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so project paperclip, it starts there. Okay, so cast your mind back to the age of World War II, an age of savage bravery, an age where men... I'm just going to stop that right now, but you can imagine the rest, you know? So after World when War II... When the testosterone level was so high, you could cut it with a butter knife. Men had five testicles back then. If you don't believe me, just ask your grandpa. He'll tell you. He would. <laughs> God, my grandpa would too. That's the fucked up part. Oh, I lost the cookie. Funny part. All right. So after World War II, one of the uh, things that they had a time to to examine was that all a lot of this crazy technology was coming from the uh, Antarctic to Germany. So they naturally quite quite naturally assumed that the Nazis had a base down there. So they quite naturally sent a battle fleet because that's what you do. <clears throat> Now, this is before people, anyone thinks, I'm not saying that, that Nazi technology came from aliens. That's not what happened. I will explain exactly what happened, like to the detail. I can't tell you exactly what chemicals they used, but I can explain the process. And enough, enough, uh, enough uh, Jews and gypsies survived that they could, you know, the older ones, they could tell me, yes, that actually happened. So look this shit up for yourself. Anyway, so Project Paperclip. They send a battle fleet down to what they think was going to be a Nazi base. And I'm not looking at the comments so I could get through the story. So, Kristen, you're in charge of the comments now, right? Okay. Keep talking. Yeah. So they send an, uh, a fleet down to you know in, in take on what they think is going to be the remnants of Zissad Reich. And only to find out that it is not uh, Nazis at all, but rather aliens. Uh, and I'm not joking about that part. 
We're talking literal flying saucer discs that came out of the ice and the water, uh, methodically carved the ships into pieces with heat rays, and then let the survivors go home. Okay. So now, whatever is going on with the, with the, uh, with all of that, there must have been some kind of peace reached because you know, we have researchers and stuff down there now. Now, if if some of the surrounding lore is to be believed, these were a, a race of uh, extraterrestrials called the Nordics, and they were perfectly fine with peaceful expeditions, which is why Pike was it Pike that did the first fly over the North Pole and found the savage land and found the the jungle. I thought that was Bird. Bird, thank you, thank you. Well, so that's that's Pike why they. Was the peak. Yeah, Pike was in Star Trek. Ha ha But that's why they allowed it. Yeah, that's the one. That's the Pike I'm thinking of. Actually, I have a friend who was named after Captain Pike, Zebulon. Yeah. Hi, Zeb. Love you, buddy. But uh, so that's why they let Admiral Byrd by because his he, he was peaceful. Like he had like a sidearm, but that was it. You know. Doesn't he get into like Thule and the thirteen continents that are beyond the ice wall? Bird doesn't. But a lot of other people have picked up Bird at what Bird saw and his accounting of things as evidence for their own pet theories. So uh, you can also look up guys. Bird, bird, bird. Well, you shouldn't have done that. I I was aware that most people had heard about the word. Have <laughs> did you know about the word? Because I thought everybody knew that the bird was the word. Bird is the word. I'm not going to do the singing part because I will blow out my voice and my butthole. <laughs> We'd rather you not do that on live. Okay. Yeah. Uh, David says he was. Uh, David says, yeah, Thor is in, is in still in charge of the Ashtar Command. Very much so. And thank you very much. I am a Jedi. Now, I'm going to ask you straight out, David. Can you do the, the wiggly fingers and move shit around telekinetically? Yes or no? Uh, he says, I was taken when I was six years old and I flew a 20-foot diameter scout disc with a canine co-pilot. I don't know anything about that part. The, the, whole, the whole secret space program thing, that's out of my experience. Uh, Where can... are you reading this from? Oh, okay. I gotcha. All right. I think I'm, I was like trying to scroll as fast as I could. Yeah. So Admiral Byrne, Bird, a little bit of background on that. Admiral, Admiral Bird had flown over the Antarctic and he reported seeing this lush jungle and he reported a very amazing experience. Don't listen to Cassidy. Look it up. It'll just make it. It, it sounds too crazy. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would not make, there would have been a Tyrannosaur and some, you know, jungle babes, you know, if I had made it up, you know. Well, what about the clock, the bell? Uh, oh, that's a whole nother thing. That's one piece of the, uh, the Nazi technology that we were talking about earlier. And again, they, they didn't, it's not like the, these, these aliens gave the Third Reich technology. That's not what happened. You know, but the Glock is one of the super weapons that the Third Reich was able to make out of the technology that they learned you know from these nordics you know some people say there was zetas they're not zetas if they if they were zetas then then hitler's whole thing would not have been aryan blonde hair blue blue eyed it would have been short and squat like him you know what i mean mm -hmm. so because he was short he was absolutely not an aryan you know so yeah the his whole aryan spiel was based off of the people that he saw you know which turned out to be these. Always puzzled me because blonde hair, blue eyed, but 
Adolf Hitler was dark-eyed, dark-haired. It just made no sense to me. So you just you just want to create this beautiful people? Right. So, but yeah, they are, we'll, we'll get into that in just a minute. So essentially, this, this, this fleet of whatever you want to call them, sent the sent the 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 american fleet back with their tails between their legs okay mm -hmm. we have not been back in a military capacity since not even china will go there notice that so you got to ask yourself what has been scaring these world powers enough that none of them will set up a base there despite the military strategic value so that's if you don't believe but you can look it up yourself it's called project paperclip Okay, now that's a really good place to start because that is, that is, uh, I would say, the beginning of the modern age of extraterrestrial involvement on the planet. And yes, you can thank Alistair Crowley for that. That is true. Now, is if I remember right, the bell came back in 1966. Not that I know it was, of. Uh, I saw it on, was it Ancient Aliens? I believe it was 1966. They did have a retrieval. Oh, that's what you, okay. Yeah. No, that's, I thought you meant like somebody built another one and it was rampaging around. I yeah. think I would have known about that. Yeah. It was the original one that was launched in like 47 yeah. or 46 and it came back in 66. I think they miscalculated time, Cassidy. No, no. I, I think, I think I remember something about them finding it or finding evidence of it. But either way, if you look hard enough, you can actually find the original video of the bell in flight. Uh, it's, it's pretty well, it's one of those really like nice pieces of lore that you have to, you know, I have a copy of it kind of thing. People guard it, but it's out there. Um, so the problem with the bell was, it was, they called it the bell because it looked like a bell. And when powered up, it would float into the air and start spinning around. It would have been a great weapon if it didn't kill every living thing within 35 feet with, there was no defense. Lead? Mm -mm, don't care. You know, so there's no way to control the damn thing. That's because you don't control it with your hands, guys. Huh? But they David, I don't want to talk about that evil. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, dude, guys. You guys go ahead and pay attention. Watch him run. Mm -hmm. We told you he was getting Epstein, didn't we? He was getting the Epstein treatment. So, yeah. So, that's why I was never able to put into and use as a weapon. They couldn't control it. Now, the reason why the, the Third Reich couldn't control half the technology they, they had gleaned is because they would get it from essentially ritualized psychic intervention. And what that means is they strap a psychic or a sensitive to a table, feed him, fill him full of uh, drugs of some kind, and give him a couple of pokes in places that the sun shouldn't see and see what he says. The, the uh, Tool Occult Society has never been known for their gentility in getting information out of psychics. Mm. Maybe for those of you who are listening, you'll understand one of the reasons that's one of the reasons why like my people, you know, the Lyrans value America so much. This is literally one of the only places that a light worker can actually function without getting molested. Mm. You know? I like to quote X-Men, where Magneto says, you know, the, the, the whole part where they'll have, they'll have you train, drag you down to a dungeon and burn a number into your forehead. That's if you're Russian. So yeah, most places, you know, most of, the, most of the world's governments saw what happened to America when America tried to do that and basically just put two and two together. And 
So that's why until recently we had to hide, you know. But Cassidy, if you had this amazing ability, why wouldn't you share it from the whole world from the time you were a child? Because I was afraid you'd kill me with sticks. But the whole mission was to blend in and learn. Right, at the time. Yeah, and um, <laughs> not to stick out. But oh darn, they kept asking me to come back on stage. I don't know why. Because people love you. You have that energy about your voice. Drag says, pretty sure the international treaty declaring what Antarctica can be used for is the main thing, keeping the military presence to minimal, to negligent in Antarctica. Yeah, because those, those, those treaties work so well with NATO, bro. So, okay, so let me try, try from a different angle. I'm not arguing with you, but just different angle. So it just so happens that this is the one treaty that all the, for all the countries obey? Come on. You know, it's I just if you're wondering what I'm talking about, NATO, when NATO was first designed, part of the agreement was no more countries in NATO, zero expansion. And now look, I'm not getting political. I'm just saying, pointing out that human governments have never been the best at keeping treaties. But for some reason, this one? Nah. I think my native friends would have a few things to say about treaties. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and I'm not going to go down that road because I will get angry. So from that point on, you guys will notice and from that point in history on, uh, UFO uh, activity increased quite a bit to the point where you started intercepting crashes like at Roswell. You know, people will all, and before we get any further on that, people ask, well, if your technology was so great, how did you crash at Roswell and other places? It's because that... Uh, <coughs> Outside of, of, of the Earth, almost every sapient race is, is, is fully psychic, as in their technology interacts with their psychic ability. You guys had something screw you up about 10,000 years ago. We'll get into that in a future episode. Okay, so imagine what it's like for a pilot that has to navigate, has to operate his, his craft psychically coming into this much psychic noise. It happens sometimes, you know? <laughs> You guys would understand this as psychic turbulence, I guess. It's kind of the same thing about this. The reason they ask you to turn your phone off when you're on an airplane. I don't know why that because is. Of the frequency, because of the frequencies. I always figured it was because the pilots <laughs> wanted to play Angry Birds. No. no. Pretty sure that's not the reason. Did two ships collide? I can't recall a single instances of two of our ships colliding. Uh, I, I remember a couple of videos that show one UFO ramming another, but if you actually correlate that video to the episodes that we were doing, we were letting you know ahead of time that the, there's a battle. Go watch. It's happening. And then yeah, a couple of years ago, the, the battle in hyperspace spilled over into the real world and it was caught on video. So David Wilkes says that's uh, uh he said microwave technology crashed first in 19, oh. 1947. That's why we all had microwave ovens in the 1970s. And I have a question about that. Um, there's been a theory recently given to me that microwaves, um, let's say, let's just say, might not be beneficial to our health. No. But I think what he's getting at is that. Convenient. It really is, but you shouldn't do it. Um, 
And I say that loving my microwave hot pockets. But uh, <laughs> I think what he's referring to is the sudden jump in what at the time was almost magical technology shortly after the Roswell crash. And I would agree, studying the history of it, I would agree. But I wasn't there, so I don't know, you know. Uh, Candace says, over Operation High Jump was the best. Oh, did I get it wrong the whole episode? I believe it. Well, I was wondering about that because I thought Paperclip was just the German scientists. And then the Philadelphia experiment was the ship that disappeared. Is that right? No, I think, no, I think, remember folks, head trauma, names of shit. Yeah. This is one of the reasons why, why I invite and, and appreciate comments. Thank you, Candace. Okay. Ray, when you edit this, when you edit this early, later, every time I say the one thing, put it right, like a little, you know, please. <laughs> I meant to say. <laughs> it I happens. Have, yeah. It happens. And that's it's why I can't be a TBI. Yeah. That's why I can't be a professional scientist. And thank you so much for the correction, Candace. It would have been, it would have been a lot worse if it happened after the show. So yes, live corrections always welcome. All right, uh, David says I'm telling you it was microwave technology that kept them from doing any more visitation too much after 47. Oh, because the frequencies were jammed by the microwave frequencies. That makes sense. Depending on the species, I mean that didn't didn't do anything to stop us, and we arrived after 47. So, but then again, we're a little weird. We're energy beings. Not so, you. I know. Now, the funny thing is, is I'm, I'm still weird for my people's standards. So don't worry. I'm just a weirdo. It's okay. All right. Now, I'm, uh, that makes sense. It, I, it never occurred to me that microwave might interfere with like Zeta technology, but it could, I suppose. Got something to look into. Thank you, bro. So, and da, 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 Drax says, if you're talking about the video that looked like energy beams in space, I can debunk that with one Photoshop to prove it's just reflection of traffic through a fraction of curved glass. And I can disprove that. That's the problem. I remember when that came out, and no, sorry. You can prove that some of the reflection indeed was, was reflection of traffic on the other side. That is true some of it and that's why i don't ever agree with people just grabbing something and saying ah but it's the other beams that have no corresponding reflection those are the ones i'm talking about but either way that's not the video i'm talking about we could have a debate about that video but that's not the one i'm talking about i'm talking about there was like ufos seen smacking into each other in space around that time or well in the atmosphere but ah the reason why that video made so much traction is because it is because there is an anomaly amongst the uh, the normal traffic reflections. So yeah, Trax says I went over that one for hours. Yes, but you're not me, Broski. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm just saying different pairs of eyes. Like you catch stuff I don't all the time. So I'm not saying I'm better than you or anything like that. It's just two pairs of eyes are better than one. And I might be wrong. I'm blind for Christ's sake. So yeah. Did you hear that bell? I thought I I thought it was just in my head. No, it was like you said that and a bell rang. I'm like <laughs> Gary says spooky two has good frequencies. 
Ha? <laughs> Unknown. But yeah, no, I know the video you're talking about, and that's not the one I'm talking about. That also came out around the same time, but that was before. That was before. Like, when I say same time, like in the same five-year block, but that was before the one I'm talking about. So, yeah. The clock, the clock yes, Raymond, is the bell. Mm -hmm. The clock. Yes. And again, a lot of this technology from the Third Reich, thank you for getting us back to the point, right? A lot of this technology, again, came from the ravings of psychics. They had, you know, they were doing these things too, you know, because in amongst the ravings is actual you know, data. A lot of you guys who have been abducted, rather consensually or not, are fully aware of how much information you can bring back from a trip. Hmm. You know, and here's the thing, and this is one one of this ties into Corey Good and the Secret Space Program, and why I believe them and why I endorse them. If we're talking about a race of of extraterrestrial beings that are inherently psychic, then a psychic journey is no less real to them. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Like it being people like Corey Good's defense, you know, that journey was very real, very real. Okay. Did it take place entirely in the ethereal realms? Maybe. I'm not here to say one way or another. But for those who say it did, okay, if it did, so what? The ethereal realms might as well be 3D to these people. You know? So, yeah. John Mormon says the Eldridge was a was a was a source of Philadelphia experiment, then blew up in another experiment. The Philadelphia experiment is an interesting topic. We're going to save that for for the future when I can actually read up and get specifics. Otherwise, I'm going to get it mixed up with a sci-fi movie called My Science Project, mm. which was inspired by the Philadelphia experiment. But okay. that's a whole other thing. But that is a good example of the kind of technology that humans have gleaned from you know, extraterrestrial sources. See, the Philadelphia experiment, the short version, they're trying to find a way to use energy to camouflage a ship. Well, it worked. What they didn't realize is that energy would help that ship camouflage with the molecules. So, right. like, you know, crewmen were embedded in the walls. It was it was gruesome. Yeah. So It would, it would be like if they were on Star Trek and they had been beamed up but they had only they had like been beamed into the wood right it was oof. yeah we're not we're oh david david we're not talking about hunter hunter biden's laptop live uh the audience um the now in the in the final version the produced version that goes on the bleeding violence studios uh youtube they'll see your comment okay so go ahead and go ahead and make comments just because we won't read them out loud doesn't mean you're not being seen folks but yeah, I don't want to do politics today. Mm. Anyway, now the so this what? Oh, I was just reading. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Trump deliberately left the hole so we can take care of the underground tunnels and watch the progress of this president who was placed in this position through a plea deal. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not going to buy any of that. He's not Dunn that smart. Did with the powers that are in control right now, Val Thor is in control of all of the ex Oh my. Well, you know, if Valiant Thor uh really is in charge, then I cannot think of someone who um, would be more clear. Yeah, he's saying Val Thor is in charge of the executions. Okay. No. What 
I believe I believe I understand where this is going. There is a yes, conspiracy theory. There's a conspiracy theory out there that all of the people that we see are clones and that these real people have been um, gathered up and they are incarcerated. And when you see there are code words, like when it's announced that uh, Biden has COVID, it means that um, he he is agreeing to spill the beans. And if he doesn't have COVID or he tests negative, that means he changed his mind. There's There's just so many codes out there right now. Whether or not you believe in it, um, time will tell, you know? Yeah. David says you want to bet. Yeah, let's bet. Let me ask you a question. Why would a member of a race that values life itself above all things, that has the technology to just snap their fingers and turn off all your shit, mm-hmm. re- resort to something as brutal and useless as executions? I believe that they're calling them executions. I'm not, how how do I say this? I'm not 100% convinced they actually die. I think that their memory is blotted out of the matrix. Yeah. No. That's still, no. That is so. I know it's out there, but it's one of the theories. I'm going to explain this to you guys. And I understand that's one of the theories, but I'm going to explain this to you guys. That is not justice. Okay, no level of what you guys think is justice is justice. The closest people on your planet that, to, to, to actual real justice, as would be considered in the greater galaxy, are the Finnish. And that's because mm-hmm. they've turned their justice system into a mental health and help and outreach program. Mm-hmm. Okay, no. All right, none of the Ashtar have anything to do with that. And I'm sorry, but Trump just ain't smart enough to do this. And this is going to lose some viewers, but let me ask you this question. If Trump was so great, why did he sign the papers that gave uh, the devil the right to carve out the the uh, the uh, uh, Lakota Holy Land and insert a pipe which is renowned for spilling and breaking into the water table? with a literal 100% scientific certainty that that pipe was going to break into the water table and spill oil into the entire North American water supply. Why Trump sign off on that? No idea. I want to warn you guys, I am Native American. I don't give a shit what the fucking rumors say. And yeah, I'm losing cookies now. I'm not yelling at you, bro. I'm just in general. Okay. But yes, I am Native American. So if anybody wants to come at me with how great Trump is, you need to remember that Trump tried to cut my people's throat. So I will not share in your enthusiasm. I will give him I will give him credit where it's due. He was a, he was a good president in a lot of ways. I'm big, big enough to admit that. Okay, but you will never convince me he has one iota of next level knowledge because he went, yeah, the water table could get full of oil. <laughs> you will never convince me he's any more wise than a drunken orangutan. You know what always has puzzled me is that it is per- perfectly feasible to have a pipeline that's not on sacred land. Yeah, they would save money in all ways by making the pipeline go around. We're talking about the pipeline that's in question, the the Dakota Access Pipeline, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one that's been held up for 10 years. Okay, the thing is, is they could have got it done a decade ago 
by just going around the Sioux land. Or the Sioux would have even probably would have even allowed it if they went over the land instead of trying insisting on digging through the aquifer. Mm-hmm. So you got to ask yourself, why have they delayed it for more than a decade because they can't put it through the aquifer? They would save money going around Sioux lands, both in the construction and it would get to to the final destination, I think something like 16 hours earlier. On every level, they would save money going around, but they won't. Why is that? Oh, well, you look over here. We have a company called Nestle that's made its money by stealing the water. Hmm, look at that. What Nestle does is they take the water, okay, and then they sell it back to you in bottles. So the oil company, which has like direct ties to these fucking to the, to these drinking companies, just so happens they want to put a leaky pipeline in your water supply. <laughs> things that make you go hmm. Things that make you go hmm. I, I just wanted to say, still reading. Um, the valiant Thor that I am reading about wouldn't be wouldn't be part of anything that involve the killing of humans yeah now now he would be part of from what i've read the trial system but not part of the execution yeah but there's no trial system again we're talking about people that they literally have the technology to shut off your clockwork okay now, can I to just explain for that physically what that means in physics? They have the power with a flip of a switch to change the physics of the planet so that technology just doesn't work anymore. Why would they need anything like what you guys are talking about? The mm-hmm. Ashtar program has nothing to do with any of that. And yes, I am part of the Ashtar program. Sorry, but we've done that. We've done the experiments. We've done it live for you guys. It just so happens all these people that can hear the Ashtar, and they can, they really can, just so happens it's always three days later after I said it. Wow, mm-hmm. what a coinkydink. I've uh, I've seen that happen. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that I'm the Ashtar. Ashtar, is, it's a program. It's like a, it's like a job. You know, the Ashtar program is an interface between them and you. Mm-hmm. you know? Now, is the same Oversoul as Valiant Thor and head of that program? Sure, absolutely. That's where I thought you were going going forwards at first. So now I'm not saying you're wrong. What I'm asking you to is is take what I've said about the technology and then what the psychics are saying is happening and figure out the truth, okay? I'm not saying it's not happening. I wanna know what do they mean execution? Are they, is he, are they executing the plans? Like, like cutting off the plans? Sure, you know? But you got to understand, man, having the technology to travel the stars means you have to deal with the karma on its face of these things. Karma is not a bullshit spiritual ideal. It's an actual force of nature. Okay. So, it yeah. So it's just, you can't sink to these barbaric levels and also operate their technology. That's how you get stuck on planets. You know, now that being said, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying anybody's lying. What I'm saying is look at what that could mean. You see what I mean? The problem with psychics, and again, not discrediting psychics. The problem is, and this is everybody, Kristen and me have this problem too. All right. 
all of the light has to go through your pineal gland to reach your consciousness, right? So unfortunately, what that means is the final product of what any given person sees is actually kind of like a, a mirror of what's really happening. It's a, an allegory, a metaphor, you see? It's like, does anybody actually believe that the Archangel Gabriel or Michael is actually some half-naked Jewish guy flying around the sky on chicken wings? <laughs> Wielding nope. what, a bronze stick? I mean, come on. No. No, those were metaphors, you know? Mm -hmm. So David Nash says, you can't just add 500 miles to a pipeline, but you can plan for 500 miles and you can plan for 500 more just to be the oil company that brings you oil that, I don't have an ending for this, but it would have been cool. Pollutes your water. Yeah, that doesn't pollute your water. Mm -hmm. See, this the, the thing is, carbon technology isn't the problem, folks. It's it's the messy way we use it. You know, the funny thing is, the planet is at a better stasis when you guys are using carbon. It's just you got to stop cutting down the trees. You know, mm -hmm. the trees turn carbon into oxygen. I so. have read this theory also, David. Nine Eleven World Trade Center attack was the Another time when we were going to release the Jubilee, Nasara Tassara, and pay yeah. back from the 1871 Act against the people of the world. I've heard that and too. You and I, you and I had a conversation about this uh, recently, about if there is no war, then isn't income tax illegal? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure how that ties into 9-11. Um, I'm going to be honest, guys. I have not looked into the 9-11 conspiracies as much as I've looked into other ones. I just, there are certain scientific facts that once you know them, the rest of it's meaningless. It's all crap. So you just don't bother. You know, it was, I'm sorry, but 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah, that doesn't, I'm not mean, that doesn't mean I'm saying our government did it, right? But if you, follow the money and you do a little bit more research, you find out that there were other agents other than the terrorists on those planes. Some of them had gotten jobs in the World Trade Center and were assigned to the sub-levels, okay? Then you got to figure that there was an explosion about eight seconds from a below, about, about eight seconds before the first plane hit. Come on. Saying 9-11 was an inside job is not saying that our government did it. It's saying that somebody got inside. That's all. Mm -hmm. But everybody gets you get super emotional about it. So I, I just I just I don't know as much about that as I should. That's my whole opinion right there. Done. All of it. If you if you look under conspiracy theory back to the future 9-11. It's kind of it's kind of crazy because they foreshadow the 9-11 deal in back to the future, which was 15, 20 years before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw that on a, on a cracked video. And uh, and uh, uh, Simpsons did it too. Yeah, there was there was a bunch of them. Now I do know um, from what I understand, I could be wrong. People tried to warn the FBI of the attack, so maybe that was all part of it. I don't know. The thing is, is nine eleven was so it was, too, it was so emotionally heavy that I can't clear my mind. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just don't mess with it. Gotcha. You know, it's just. I didn't lose anyone in 9-11. I'm not trying to claim that glory, but a lot of people did. So I'm just going to stay away from that subject. 
I had to, I was on my way to work that morning and I had to pull off of the highway. I was on a freeway and I had to pull off. I felt <laughs> it was a Star Wars moment. You know, I felt it. Yeah, I, I have to say I didn't. I did not. It surprises me. I usually feel stuff like that, but I didn't, you know, I was in the middle. I, I was just about to wake up to get ready to go to dental lab school. Uh, I was learning to make learning to make dentures and such. I was top of my class. It was very cool. But and then just in the right in the middle of that, I just, you just hear this boom, 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 boom. They got us, Cass. They got us. What? <laughs> I had to come out and see. So. It was, it was not a fun day, and I stayed at work the whole day. I, I had a choice. I could have gone home early, but um, there were so many people that were panicked that I just, you know, I stayed at work because I, <laughs> I was working for State Farm, right. and they're like, well, what happens now, you know? <laughs> and, um, what do you mean, what happens now? Well, is this the end of our world? You know, do we do we have insurance coverage for the end of the world? And I'm like, it's not the end of the world. No. It's a very sad day, but it's not the end of our world. It's just the darkness before the dawn. So going back to I, before I got caught up in the conversation, he says you can't just add five miles to to a pipeline. Well, yeah, you can if it hasn't been built yet. I mean, literally, there's no. I've I've looked at the plans. There's literally no reason it has to go through that spot. Literally yeah. none. You know, now, if they had already built it through the Lakota people's land and then the Lakota people ch complained, OK, all right, I, I, then I'd, I have, I'd have to side with the pipeline on that. Yeah. One. But that's not what happened. You know, like I said, you know, when you, you got to examine the route, you, when you examine the route, you have to look at the geological survey water tables. You'll see exactly what, what they were trying to do. And especially then you've got to look at the, at the brand of pipeline they're using and its record for breaking, you know. You have to ask yourself why they're this damn insistent on putting a pipe that leaky through the country's water supply. You know, and you'll conspiracy notice. Conspiracy theories abound. Well, well let, let, let's talk conspiracy, okay? So now you'll notice that 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 they're turning everything around on. Oh, we got to get the pipeline. Oh, darn those! Na the, the next step is going to be low. Darn those Native Americans standing in the way. Why did they do this? I know why, but you won't believe me. But yeah, it's like on on every level, this doesn't need to happen. You know. Quite frankly, what people should be doing, the same people that are protesting or that are getting ready to protest that the pipeline's not being built, should be asking the questions of why didn't you just go around 10 years ago? Because water is sacred. David says, if you go around one section, then the people in the section will protest. Nobody wants it. Yeah, but that's not my people's sacred land. Oh, wait. So what you're saying is you don't want it through your land either? Hmm. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it shouldn't happen. Right. Either way, but my point is there's safe ways to do the pipeline. Now, I remember when it first started, the major complaint initially was then that would tip the carbon production over. That's still a valid argument. But again, what I want you guys to notice is you notice they're taking everything away from the prime did you know the planet has a carbon reclamation technology already built in? They're called trees. 
So basically what's happening is like these people, they're trying to make it so everyone else has to suffer, but they can still run around with their jets. If they cared so much about the environment, they'd stop cutting down the trees. Well, to stay warm in Europe this year, you might have to. Yeah. So the, the whole point of what this little rant is, is look deeper. Okay, don't ever take anything for granted or blindly. And that also means don't blindly mistrust the government. Right? That's, that's where George Carlin, went, George Carlin went wrong. Blindly mistrusting the government is just as bad as blindly trusting the government. Excuse me. Don't do anything blind. Look into it. Knowledge is power. So empower yourself. Which brings us right back to the technology leading into now. Except that it's it's over an hour, so we have to go soon. So next episode, we'll talk a little bit about how the uh, the crash at Roswell and that technological technological jump led to what what we're calling the second or the uh, uh, I don't remember the name I had picked out for it. Dang it! But it's the phase right before first contact, the spiritual mm -hmm. phase. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about how it, how that led into that. And thank you, by the way, for giving me a direction, folks. Thank you. I appreciate that. We can talk about the Roswell Stone, too. David says, natives don't buy gas, plastics, and electricity. Yeah, but that's got nothing to do with it, dude. Okay. The, literally, the only thing it has to do with anything is the pipe shouldn't go through the aquifer. That's it. Like, you notice, even the natives, even the Native American protests of the thing, even they were like, dude, this isn't about us. This is about the water. You can't put the pipe through the water table. Put it over land. They didn't want to do that, you know? See, that's the thing. If, if they wanted to put the pipe in, oh, but they were willing to do it over the land, I'd kind of be on their side. Right. I'd be like, okay, we could take another one for the team. But, but it's no. too suspicious. Right. Because once they control the water, they control our life. Right. You know, they could have even solved the problem by agreeing to use an aqua, you know, a, a properly grade pipe, but they won't. Okay. You have to ask yourself why they need that oil spill in that water. And again, folks, I'm not even against the pipe. I just want it to go around. Yeah. Play us out. That's all for now, dear lights. Thank you so much for joining us. Never forget that you are amazing. You are loved. Be well. Be safe out there. And we'll see you on the next show. Bye. That's all the time we have for now, dear lights. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to hit that like button and share with your friends. We have a great many people to reach, but we are only as strong as our signal. The world can be a scary place, but you don't have to face it alone. We love you, everybody. Be safe out there.